Are you sitting comfortably? Because Daddy is going to tell you a story. Once upon a time, back in May 1997, magical musical managers gathered together five talented young popstrels, three girls and two boys. They were primped, primed, choreographed, styled, then gestated in a giant sparkly pop womb. When Claire Richards, Lee Latchford Evans, Faye Tozer, Ian H. Watkins, and Lisa Scott Lee reached full glorious musical term, they were delivered upon the world, bringing with them the glittering afterbirth that was their debut single, 5678. A techno line dance song, though not typical of what became their style, was their first hit both in the UK and internationally. Despite only peaking at number 14, the single achieved considerable longevity in the fast-paced single charts of 1997-1998, racking up over four months on the UK chart. The track remains one of the highest-selling singles never to reach the top 10 of the UK singles charts. Its release in Australia gave the group their first number one in 1998, and thus the pop juggernaut known as Steps was born. On this episode, the pop gays of a certain age are delving into the group's 25-year-old back catalogue, giving you their favourite Step 1 track, aka the era from 1997 to 2001, their fave Step 2 track, aka the era 2012 to date, and their fave Step Beyond track, aka their solo era stuff. But before we slip on our three-quarter length pants, sleeveless t-shirts, and put phalocs in our hair, just to remind you, you can find all our other episodes by searching for PopGaze of a certain age on your podcast provider of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at PopGaze and on Facebook at PopGaze of a certain age, where we have our daily features of breakfast bangers, midday movers, let's have a heated debate, as well as our weekly singles of the week and Spotify playlist links. So... Before this episode is better, best forgotten, you see what I did there? It's yep. time to go. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's time to go over to our first pop gay. And you know what? He's in the middle of a chain reaction. He's giving us all the after midnight action. It's Tim. Ooh. Talk about love, love, love. No, no, oh, stop. Play. Oh, God. So, so before you go into your choices, do you have a spectacular fact for us? Yes, I do. Right. After auditions, the original lineup of steps was of Ian H. Watkins, Lisa Scott Lee, Derek O'Brien, Maddie Chan, and Mitch Stevens, with the band started shooting promotional images and recording tracks. However, O'Brien, Chan, and Stevens left as they wanted more than a one-hit wonder mm-hmm, oh. and saw no long-term future <laughs> with Steps. New auditions were held on 7th of May, 1997, and in conjunction with the managers, they selected Faye, Lee, and Claire as the remaining members. The rest is gay history. So hang on. Lisa. Lisa was an original. She was. Yes. Wow. And that explains why H and Lisa are uh, are very close. Because they knew each other for five minutes longer. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And they're both Welsh as well. Yeah. I've never seen any of the pictures of the... Me neither. Didn't even know that that was even a, a fact. Yeah. I didn't know that they went through an atomic hit and style change of lineup either. Mm. I, lo- I love that Tim went, they wanted to be more than a one hit wonder. And then the sassy, mm hmm, came yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what happened to those people. They're dead now. Oh. They died. 
The better best forgotten. <laughs> oh, Tim. I know. Mm. They're now in the wannabe old folks home. Liz. Mm. It's like that girl that, that left the Spice Girls that, that for years later kept, kept giving interviews saying, I didn't think they were going to be very big. What a silly bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, bitter. Anyway, it's not a Spice Girls. It's not a Spice Girls podcast. It's a step. So, Tim, give us, give us your step one choice. Right. My step one choice comes from 2001. One of the last singles I think they sort of released in their old period from their third album. Video set in a big country house. It's got a lovely vibe to it. It's the way you make me feel. We do have to apologize to the to the listeners in advance. There's gonna be much bad singing this evening. Yeah. <laughs> I fear that's the case. I've done some research. I can't believe this is like 21 years old. Oh, I, wow. I just feel like wow. five all over again. Oh. Um five. You were never five when that was a hit. <laughs> Didn't realise you were 26, Tim. You've had quite a hard life, I'm sorry. <laughs> 21 as well. One inch shorter than your manhood, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It, it is a good song. This is the one where they're like doing the kind of dangerous liaisons type of situation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. It's the fan dance song. Yes. The fans. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's all very regal. It's set in a country house. They're all like looking at each other weirdly and just doing little dances and little fans and everything. Mm. Didn't Lisa still have her braces on at that point as well? I think yes. she did. Yeah, she I did. think so. Mm. It's such a good song. It was always a staple karaoke song for me and my friend when we were on the road trips. And every time they perform on tour, there's always a little tear in the back of my eye and like, oh, no. oh. As my dad was saving a tear in a glass eye. Oh. And, and for the last sort of like three or four tours, H has always performed um, that dance routine with another gentleman. Right. Yes, mm. he has. Yeah. Is he a homosexual? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think he might be. Was um that the song? You know when they'd found out that they were splitting up on they were touring, weren't they? They were on like a tour. Mm. And I'm sure it was like perhaps the last song that they sang at the actual gig. And Fear starts like super crying because they just decided that they weren't coming back. Like H and Chloe decided they weren't coming back. That was Manchester. Yeah, it was Manchester. Wasn't it? Didn't they? Didn't they speak about that in the um, the reunion you know, when they got back together for the reunion? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that the reunion. Lisa, she was so good. She was just like, yeah, but you didn't tell us anything. <laughs> you don't honestly. You don't mess with Lisa Scott Lee. When you watch that reunion, she is completely ruling that table. She's not messing about. I think we'll probably discuss the the, the documentary. 
in in greater detail for it has many moments um but <laughs> for for our for your step one choice that is that is a that is a certified as claire would say a what did she say i don't know i forget <laughs> she would have liked it <laughs> it she was said it was good she said it was <laughs> nice. brilliant oh nice <laughs> um lay on us your your step two choice right my step two it's sort of bang up to date from the album last year it's got a special guest star. Oh, yeah, I knew what one it is. I already know what it is. It's heartbreak in this city. So get your mind made up. Yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that classic scene in the video where she goes up to the keypad. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they let the goddess that is visaging and she does all the other dance moves. And then I watched the Graham Norton performance just before we came on. And it's like, oh my God, I absolutely love this song. You know that when that performance was on television, Lisa was sat in Dubai with a pint in one hand, just glaring at that screen and going, I hate you. Oh, she was fuming? She wasn't. She was in the downstairs loo in her Dubai home doing a cameo video to me. To Michelle Visage. For 60 quid. Yeah. Is she in the video, like, separately with, like, a bit of a two-become-one styley with traffic behind her, like, top of the Burj Khalifa going, bitches, this is where I am. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Michelle Visage in the video looking like Lisa's (laughs) mum. That's uh, (laughs) it. She's meant to be like like the boss, the mastermind, sending them information to kind of oh messages. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't really think she brought anything to it though. Like personally, mm. I don't think Versace brought anything extra to it. They could have had, for me personally, somebody else that actually knew who steps were. Because you're not telling me Versace knew. I know she's been over for a little while. I think she knew. I think she knew. Seriously. Mm. Yeah. yeah. As is as is RuPaul. Yeah, they are both big fans. Well, yeah, but. He's just a big gay head anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, he he celebrates everything gay, and Steps are gay. Yeah, steps are quite big in the, on the US drag scene. So the US drag scene know who Steps are. Oh, do they so, really? Yeah, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. All right, then. Seriously? They know learn, who Steps are. Yeah. A learning day for you, Paul. It's going to be... It is a learning day. It is. definitely is a learning day for it me. Is. Yes. It is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, good choice. And and, and the recent tour, they, they played a little... Video clip, of, uh, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And that's when when you could see um, Lisa Scott Lee hurling in a bucket at the side of the stage because she just can't stand it. It's just no, she. We love Lisa. I'm, I'm really dissing her already, and we're not even on yeah, to poor Lisa. Oh yeah, leave her alone. We love Lisa. We love Lisa. Oh Lisa, we love her. She's queen of the Huns. Queen of the Huns. Uh, good choice, Tim. Let's have your let's have your step away choice. Now, there's only one artist for me. Oh, God. Like, she's done so much for the world and so much for the pop industry. Rachel Stevens. Oh, my God. Tidy range, (laughs) isn't it? Tidy range. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, 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 no. She is just like goddess upon goddess. She is up there on that pedestal. It's, It's the Lisa Scott of Lee with Touch Me, I'm Electric. Oh, yeah, baby, I'm electric. 
Oh. It's just an absolute bop. And the video, she's like all absolutely it's it, it's like future. It's like it's like Kylie's video. Can't get on my head, but Lisa's got leaded it better. It's like early noughties is what it is. Yes. <laughs> it's channeling Danny Minogue, I feel. It's it's quite putting the needle on it. It's quite I begin to wonder as a concept. I mean, that video was was not an expensive video. Ten grand. It wasn't. She'd done her best, bless her, you know, like she was writhing in whatever she was writhing in and I don't know, I can't, yes. The video was originally budgeted at 20 grand, but the record company, her brother was signed to the same record company and they said, what we'll do is we'll film both videos on the same soundstage on the same day, but split the budget. So he gets 10 grand, she gets 10 grand. Oh. See, I thought it looked like they'd made it in Ikea because she was sitting in one of those big chairs, you know, the kind of oval she chairs. She was sitting in a big chair, yes, she was. It was kind of like 60s. That's what kind of made me think of Ikea. Is this the single that she said, if it doesn't go top 10, I'm leaving the music industry? That's it. Yes, that's and, right. Oh my God, it went to number 23. 23? Guys, 23. But, oh. but the list of capital. Bit shit, innit? <laughs> but, but hang on. Wait, 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 wait. But just behind Lincoln Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it not written by Guy Chambers, the guy who wrote I'm, all of yes, the Williams so. stuff yeah. before they fell out? Actually, Electric wasn't this. Electric was not the twenty-three. Electric went to number thirteen, I think. And it when it was, and it was the one that that she said she quit for. I think the twenty-three one was lately. I think maybe too far gone. Maybe or might be too far gone. Yeah. yeah. Electric was number thirteen in the in the charts. In my heart, it was always number one. Oh, I bought it. I think it's it. Oh. I love it though. The irony is, if she had a top thirteen hit today, we would all be cheering. We'd be rejoicing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, flags yeah, out, clapping our hands. Compared to today, top thirteen is actually pretty good. So yeah. I think we yeah. should try and rethink that. Celebrate. Event. Celebrate. Yeah. I celebrate him. It's a good song. It's a bop. Mm-hmm. Good choices all round there, Tim. Let's let's move on to our next pop guy. And you know what? He is only a heartbeat away, baby. And his love one day will find us all. It's Graham. Oh, oh. oh. What a lovely introduction. That, nice. that was really nice. <laughs> Oh, I always get the nice ones. I'm really happy. Yeah, you Thank do. you, Lee. You're always so good to me. Anyway, so after the group split in 2001, H and Claire went on to form a duo and signed to Warner Music for a reputed £5 million. Now, Ooh. that was a shocker to me. <laughs> £5 million for five albums, no less. Although they only released one album, Another You, Another Me, before being dropped due to poor album sales and not before releasing a cringetastic cover of Beauty and the Beast, even though it was quite cringetastic, if I remember correctly. It can't be worse than Katie Price and Peter Andre, let's be honest. Uh, a whole new world. Yeah. It's like, it's like the one without the auto-tune. Yeah, yeah. Which one's Beauty and which one's the Beast? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, re, I refute that. They, a five million deal for five hours. They wouldn't have got five million. No. They would have cut their losses after. The, they would, the record company would have gone right now. We're mm. not, you know, they would probably have to have paid back some of the advance, which is you know, what tends to happen. Is he doing postal orders? There you go. I've got you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sad times. Sad times. But you know, it, it's it's all in the journey. It all brings us back to today. So it, it you know, it's part of the legacy. So legacy. <laughs> um, so. 
Graham, what is your step one choice? Okay, so I'm going back to 1999. I swithered between this song and Last Thing on My Mind, but I'm assuming that someone else is going to pick that. So I'm hoping that someone else does. But the one I'm going for is what I suppose ended up being the effectively the lead single from Steptacular, and it's Love's Got a Hold on My Heart. Song. It's a great song, and all all my memories of this song revolve around summertime. It was out. It must have been out in the summer, and my memory of it is a really super hot summer night. And they're making me laugh because these idiots. You can't see it, anybody, but they're all doing the dance routine right now. I'm not actually. I'm being good. I'm trying to listen to you, Graham. I'm being very respectful. You are, Paul. You're indeed, indeed. But anyway, what were we talking about? Yes, yeah, summertime of 1999. Love's got a hold of my heart. This was the summer of the box. Who watched the box? The box music television you control. Fabulous. Yeah. I, yeah. I miss the box. I miss the box. And in the summer of 1999, the box was just like, it was like pop-tastic. Mm. And you could text in, couldn't you? You could text yeah. in like... You, um, you phoned in and you got yeah, yeah, yeah. Venga Boys on. There was Billy Piper, Samantha Mumba, oh Five, God. A1, all those guys. What year was that? 1999. Because 99, that same year, you also had Jerry with her debut. Ricky Martin, J-Lo. It was a pop-tastic year. You know, it was just such a good year for music. Indeed. And uh, so they came back in the summertime. And yeah, it just takes me back to the summer. They're in Cannes. In the video, they're in Cannes. Are they not filming? But I thought they're on, they're on Brighton Pier. <laughs> yeah, they're, on Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. I'm sure that the video, I think, is at the end of Brighton Pier. And they're all dressing up. Pretending, pretending they're in Cannes. <laughs> they were attending Cannes Film Festival to get the Lifetime Achievement Award or something, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're filming, either filming or promoting Steps, the movie. Don't they run around chasing the film or something? And that's what you call it, the, the video scene in the Platinum Remix where they're sitting having popcorn. Because it's, it's, oh. it's that clip from the video. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yes, it is. And they're yeah. all watching it at the end. Of course yes. it is. And that's why we'd call it the, the redoubled it so they're sitting behind. That's correct. Oh. That is correct. And they're all wearing yellow. That's the other thing. There's all of them wearing yellow. Faye's got like hair right down to her knees in this video. And Lisa has the line, and I think it's her only line, where she says, there's no escape. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's whispered, in it? There's no escape. There's no escape. It's like, by Lisa, you can get out of the recording studio now. And she Aww. just smashes it, to be fair. She just smashes it. She's great at that line. Actually, we still laugh about that today. Justice for Lisa Scotley. Indeed. We love her. Were you a fan of a three-quarter length pant back in the day? Uh, no. Right, no. No. Graham, did, did Faye have the dreadlocks at this point? I think this is an important thing to ask. I don't think she did. No, I think she had just... She had, she had very long hair, but it was just curly. The dreadlocks, I think, the dreadlocks, I think, came with the Buzz era, I think. No, I think she had them when had them they heartbeat, did um, Heartbeat, yeah. Oh, did she? I think they came and went, didn't they? Yeah. They did? Yeah, they needed a break. 
They needed a holiday. Came back for summer of love. Later on, they came back. But yeah, they did need a holiday. And her scalp was starting to fall off, so she needed to take them out. So, yeah. Anyway, yes, that's my step one choice. Love's got a hold of my heart. I just absolutely just takes me right back um, to your thirties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which was I? No, I certainly probably was not my thirties. <laughs> Nearly. I mean, we're all going to have to admit we weren't in the first flush of youth when the, when Steps first came out. I was. We, I, I was. was. I was. Yes, I was. I was, I was yeah. like thirteen. I was I like wasn't. fourteen. <laughs> if I lay down on my back, it all kind of moved back, and I looked youthful. <laughs> I'm still in my first flush of youth now. Exactly. You still look like you're 13. I was 22. 22 in 99. Yeah, old enough to know better. Right. 27. Oh, 99. Ancient. I'd have been 15. Same age as me. I was six months. <laughs> Sorry, that really made me go fall. And let's move on to your to your step two choice before I euthanize myself. <laughs> so my step my step two track I've gone for, and I suppose ironically, because I think you can absolutely tell the difference between the two sounds. You know, they went away and then they come back, and their sound is kind of an evolution of that first sound, I guess. But the, the track that I'm choosing for the, the step two track is probably one that I think sounds like the most like one of the tracks they would have released back in the 90s and it's from it's one of the singles from What the Future Holds and it's uh, To the Beat of My Heart Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It, it does sound really close to the original. Yeah, I remember. I remember listening to that album, and that kind of song just like jumped right out at me and said, "This is almost like steps of old classic steps." Yeah, yeah. Were I, you listening to it in the dark? <laughs> yeah. I forgot the next line. I was about to sing it back to you. What is the next line? In the dark. To the beat of my heart. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that was awful. Wow. <laughs> but this is a, this is the one that sounds like the pop idol theme. Yeah. Have you noticed that? At the right start. The, yes. Yeah. The, the yes. Beginning. It sounds like kind of American Idol. Mm. I absolutely just love it. Just full of energy. Races along at a right pace. It's another one of those songs that I think just kind of slaps you around the face for three minutes and then just kind of leaves you lying there going, wow. Relatable. <laughs> and it's saying nothing but thinking plenty. <laughs> um, and I think it was criminally overlooked, criminally overlooked, because they did a, like a lyric video in Blackpool of all places. They did, yeah. Oh, did they really? Yeah. They did. It was not that great. And then when it came to the tour, it was like a little, tiny little interlude, mm. which I was displeased about. But yeah, I wanted to give it proper recognition. So there we go. To the beat of my heart. Well, that's a good, good, good second choice. Let's have your, let's have your step away choice. Exciting. Okay. So even more exciting, Lee, because I've changed my choice at the last minute. <gasps> I, I do think there's, a, I don't think there's any danger of anyone else 
choosing this track, to be honest with you. But my first track was actually going to be a remix um, of Lately. And I kind of thought to myself, hmm, I think there's danger of maybe there being a bit of a mix-off happening on this episode if I was to choose it. So maybe I will maybe I will change it to something else. So I, I have done, and I might yet mention the other mix of lately. Don't um, you dare. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll say, say nothing. If this is going to go the way I think it's going to go, I'm going to flip tables. Oh. It is. It's actually it's from the album that we've just mentioned earlier on, which is the H and Claire album. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> and it's um, it's a track that wasn't even a single, and it's um, called Too Close to Tears. Never heard of it. I think I remember that. No, again, like in the last episode where I was saying, "Thank me later for this." Oh. Go and listen. To, go and listen to this again, and I think you'll just absolutely. It's, it's for me. It's one of the standout tracks on that album. I mean, t- if truth be told, it's not really a brilliant album. No, you know, I think it has that album has high highs and quite low lows. You know, but I think this track is definitely one of those high highs and um and off the top of my head i think it was produced by metro mm. and already you will know what the track sounds like because it sounds like basically every other metro production that was around at the time so it's basically that kind of feel but i just love the lyrics to it it's actually a really thoughtful kind of song and i've kind of always kind of likened it to abba's knowing me knowing you okay yeah. um, and it's, the, the story is you know it's a couple kind of being forced to assess the relationship and basically deciding mutually, I guess, to call it quits. And, you know, even though the decision is mutual, the situation is still really sad. I'm sorry if I'm bringing the tone of this podcast right down, you know, but it's kind of like they're kind of saying to each other, you know, I think we're reaching the end of the road here. I think we're about to split up. And then there's kind of a line where they basically say, see in a few years time, you and I will look back on this and we'll laugh about it, you know, and we're actually going to be really fine with it and we'll look back without a care. But see, right now, I don't think I can talk to you about this anymore because I'm too close. To, I'm too close to tears. Are we still talking about this song? Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry, yeah, but, it, but, but that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. It could be any number of us having had that experience where you just go. This isn't Graham's personal therapy session, Iman. I thought that. I was thinking, you know, oh, God, what's happening? What's <laughs> right, right now? <laughs> Don't put the lights off on me. If he just let the lights on till ten past ten, <laughs> or, 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 or his steps would say light up the world. Yeah, is it? Is it a up tempo track? Or is it it a, is a, totally up tempo. Oh, okay, it's like one of those horrible 
no, it's not one. Of, it's one of those tracks where all the the solemnness is disguised by up tempo beats. Oh, ah, okay. so, so ah. it's like Lena, what's her name from the Eurovision one? It hurts. <laughs> Stuck in and Walkman. Mm. Stuck in and Walkman's uh, a guide to songwriting. Yeah. So go and listen to that track. It's absolutely great, and it should have been a single. Oh, okay. I mean, I agree. That album was was patchy at best. There was a few good bangers, but a lot of dreary ballads on it. Mm, not good. I'll have to re- refresh myself on that um, track. But So thank you for that, Graham. Thank you. Most welcome. Most welcome. <laughs> Let's go on to our next pop gay. And you know what? He's a deeper shade of blue and there's nothing you can do. He's so far, far away. It's Reese. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, love. All right, love. <laughs> do you do you have a step fact for us, Reese? I do indeed. So, after departing from H and Clare, H decided to take a musical theatre course at the Royal Academy of Music. Whilst taking the course, he also appeared in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and was filmed for a reality TV series. H-side story, which followed him as he tried to make a new career in acting. It's a kind of fly-on-the-wall style show following him around New York City. Uh-huh. I vaguely remember that. I vaguely remember it. H-side story. I suppose it's better than H-Miz, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> H-Miz or other. God. <laughs> I think it was so on... Awful. I think it was on T4 on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any evidence of this exists on YouTube anymore. Hopefully not. It's basically it's basically H just being jazz hands all over America. Um, and yeah. Sounds mm. awful. Mm. I'd rather watch Louis Spence to be fair. Oh, I love Louis Spence. <laughs> <laughs> Most reality shows are awful, though, are they? I mean, oh, they're, fun, they're trashy yeah. fun, but you know, n- none of them are going to win a BAFTA. Yeah, but no, I don't know. Totally Scott Lee is pretty epic. Oh, yeah. Do you mm. know what? To be fair, it's given us a lot of good one-liners. Mm. Perhaps we need to find an old episode and watch an episode of H-Side Story. You can do that. Yeah. Mm, I do remember it. Um, yeah. I um, don't. Uh, didn't even know it. H-Side Story. Um, mm. um, so, yeah, him going there and people going, I, I, think, I think he might be gay. I don't know why, but I think he might be gay. Is he family? <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm, we're, <laughs> we're assuming so. We don't know. He's never said. Um, Reese, <laughs> I was being sarcastic there. Everyone, people are going, no, he is. He's a massive gay. Yeah, he's really gay. Um, no, we would be sarcastic. Reese, what is your step one choice? Okay, so for my step one choice, it was the second release single from their album Buzz. Ooh. And it's actually a double A sided release. Oh. It is Summer of Love. That's so <laughs> 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 There's dancing going on. 
Dear, dear listeners. One more time. <laughs> you should see this. <laughs> it's a sight to behold. Summer of Love was alongside the track When I Said Goodbye, and it was released in the July of 2000. Uh, it reached its peak position of number five in the UK singles chart. And according to Wikipedia, it went as high as number two in the UK indie chart. It had a very Latin pop feel to it, which was kind of the style that was coming into the charts at the time. Um, speaking of the video, the video I, I love the video. Um, steps are dressed in brightly colored clothes. It's like an advert for the United Colors of Benetton. Mm-hmm. And, so is. Uh, yeah. And they're basically having a dance-off with what I can assume is their evil counterparts who are dressed in like more darker, leathery type of clothes. Oh. Kind of a bit like my entire wardrobe at the time. But you know, mm-hmm. interesting. Sleeveless shirts, mm-hmm. distressed pants. Basques, that yeah, kind of stuff, yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, yeah, Summer of Love was one of those tracks when, where you heard it being played in the nightclub, you just couldn't help yourself. You yeah. just had to get up on the mm. dance floor and just mm. dance. But the dance routine was really hard. It was a, one of the hardest ones to do. I could oh, never master it. Did it have that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the two hand, the hand like, jump. The hand jump. Yeah. The wank move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when, I, when I said goodbye, say goodbye is awful. Oh, I love it. It's one of my oh, favorite I like songs. It. I think it's beautiful. I think it's really beautiful. Wasn't it filmed in Italy? It was filmed in Rome. Yeah. yeah. Black and white, and it was awful. I think it's lovely. No, it's, it, I'm not. Steps and ballads are a bit patchy. Mm. The thing is, granted, it's a melancholy song, song but when, when you see the video, um, is it Claire sitting on the Spanish steps? Yeah. Outside the, yeah. yeah. the Pantheon, you know, and. I think the Coliseum's in one shot. And the thing is, I, I watched that, funnily enough, on the box before I actually went to Rome for the first oh. time. Did you go and sit on the steps? I did. <laughs> I did. I sat on steps. In a split-to-the-waist satin blouse like Claire does. <laughs> yes, I can see oh, it. Mm. I, I, I really like it. I, I think it's one, one of the nicest songs that they've ever done. It is. It's mm. a good Otherwise, track. I think it's lovely. Okay. Um... Reese, let's have your yes. let's have your step two choice. Okay, so for my step two choice, um, I've gone forward to the 2017 album Tears on the Dance Floor, and the song I've chosen is called Happy. That was going to be one of my choices. H wanted, uh, it's not H, Lee wanted that to be a single. 
he was, it's he was a, pushing it's it. It's a good mm. song. Yeah. And I quite like the lyrics made me laugh because I, I do all the single mongs, but it's the one that goes, now it's late and it's morning. Oh, mm. I wish that I could tell the time. I know that's not what they said, <laughs> but that's what I always end up singing. <laughs> so, yeah, Happy is the fourth track on the album. Um, or if you've got the Crying at the Disco edition, it's track number eight. It didn't end up being a single release, which I'm surprised at because it's definitely single material. It's really good. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But then again, I, I personally think that the majority of the tracks on both editions of the album could have been singles. They're, yeah. They're, mm. They were really, really good. It was a lot. Yeah. Plus the album peaked at number two on the UK albums charts and number one in both the independent and Scottish albums charts. So Happy might have done quite well if it had mm. been released as a single. Go Scotland. Mm. Oh. <laughs> but despite not being a single, it did get the re- remix treatment from the Buzz Junkies which is decent, mm-hmm. and but I'm disappointed that 7th Heaven didn't remix it. I think that would have been really, really good. Oh. When they came back for that album, they didn't have like a management team, did they? So they did it all no. themselves, and mm. A&R you know, got a hold of all the tracks themselves. And I think that Tears on the Dance Floor is their strongest album, really. I agree. Mm. I, t- I very much agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think if I was still a clubber and I heard that playing, I'd definitely be up and dancing to it. But, you know, because I'm now of a certain age, I'm quite happy to listen to it from the comfort of my own sofa. And it's another step song that's a sad banger, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We yeah. used to be happy. And you're like, nice choice. What about your step away track? So my step away choice was going to be, it was going to go to Claire Richards. Because oh, I think ooh. she's had some really decent released remixes from the singles mm. that she's done recently. However, my choice has gone to the patron saint of the pop gaze of a certain age, ooh. Lisa Scott Lee. But I'm going to go with a remix of one of her solar singles, and I've gone with the Soda Club remix of Lately. Was Lately her first solo single, or was it the yes. second one? Yes, it, it was, was a first, yeah. It was uh, released in May of 2003, um, following the split up of Steps in 2001. The single did okay in the initial couple of weeks. It peaked in at number six in the UK charts, and it lasted about two weeks in the top 20, about five weeks in the top 40, and then it left the top 100. Sadly for Lisa, it was her only solo single to reach the UK top 10. Oh, good track though. Yeah, it was a good track. Yeah, it's a good track. It's good, and she. I think she performed it on their like first comeback tour. You know where they were like a little segment. Mm. Yeah, she did. She had like um, butterfly wings, kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Such. Do you know what? The entire stadium went mental for her. Because yeah, because Mm. the the. I I suppose the majority of it was just like full of gears, but everybody just like lifted everything up and they just went crazy for her because she had great songs thank you reese a good choice let's have let's have one last pop game before we have a break because i'm 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 getting a little bit fatigued but it's okay we'll crack on so 
Don't let the darkness come and hold him. He needs someone because he can't be lonely tonight. Come on, babes. Come on, take him in your arms, and he'll never be scared of the dark. It's Simon. Oh, oh my goodness me. Oh, no. How dramatic. <laughs> Let's have your pop fact, your Steps pop fact, please. Steps factoid. Um, in 1999, Steps supported Britney Spears on her Baby One More Time tour. Now, H had struck up a friendship with Brit Brit, leading him to fly to venues with her on her private jet, where he allegedly taught her the routine tragedy. The rest of the group had to travel by tour bus, which Lisa Scott Lee has never forgotten or forgiven H for. And if you've seen the reunion episodes, that is one big, Ooh. big roundtable discussion. <laughs> one giant <laughs> fly in the ointment. She, oh, still yes. brings, she still brings it up to this day. Yeah. She, was, she was in, I think she did, they did an attitude kind of here and here and now kind of thing. And she was, she brought it up then. He was like, they kind of said to him, H, are you still in touch with Britney? And he was like, no. And she was like, going, hmm. <laughs> on, the pri- <laughs> on the private jet H, did you not get to know her really well? Um, <clears throat> never let it go. Never no. let it go. No. <laughs> Let's go for your step one choice, please, Simon. Okay, my step one choice um, is uh, a cover a cover version. Steps are really good at cover versions. And this was released in September 2001. Uh, This is a very pertinent choice given that the boss herself has recently done Glastonbury. Uh, But my uh, step one is Steps version of Chain Reaction. I actually feel is the superior version. I love the original Dinah Ross version, which was written by the Bee Gees, and they did backing vocals on the original single with her. But I think Steps take it up a level with the with the, the drumming and everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was very uh, drum of the bongo song. Yes. Safri duo. Yeah, that had been out not too long before, and it's like, let's stick a load of Tom drums in this and bubba yeah. bubba 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 dub it. That's it was bop-a-dub-bop-a-dub. Yeah. <laughs> That's the official term for it. Um, it was undeniably the campus thing that they'd recorded to death, mm. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, did, did you ever see um, over, I think it was the first lockdown, someone on Twitter took the opening sequence of that video where they're all in the hospital and edited it down to the theme tune of Holby City <laughs> and slow mo and everybody down. So you had like Lee turning around with his clipboard in slow motion and saying <laughs> Lee Latchford Evans and then Lisa Scott Lee obviously saving us mm-hmm. co- oh. finding, a, finding a cure for COVID. Oh, bless. <laughs> I, I, it was, you know, H in a, in a beige leatherette jacket on a stretcher. Um, the girls, they had the boys out and mm-hmm. full full effect in those those uniforms didn't they that's not the nhs way of wearing a uniform i have to say um and another reason i love it is that our patron saint lisa scott lee got a full verse to herself did and even 
at the end of that verse, when it goes up a few notes, nobody, Claire didn't come in and crash it because they're thinking, oh, poor Lisa, she can't do it. She did it. She did it herself. Oh, and, and you are head of the Lisa Scott Lee lead vocals campaign as well, aren't I you? Am, so that's I so, am. That, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring Good, that for, back. Good for her. And they did a version of that at their last tour, and they were all drumming on stage. That was a cracker. That was a good performance. They did the drum bit, didn't they? They changed the lyrics slightly from the Dino Ross version, didn't they? Yeah, Instead of saying, you taste let... a little, then you swallow slower. Yeah. H did not want to sing that. So no, he did. No, apparently, apparently he slower. did. He was told he wasn't allowed to. It was oh. Because he had this a lot of young fan base at that point. So they changed it to that follow slower, which makes... This is, the, this is the oh. first time that I've even known that that was even nothing. I oh, yeah. <laughs> Learn that right now. <laughs> this is brand new information. Oh, no. It's about multiple orgasms. The whole song, yeah, the whole song is about just coming a lot. What is it? Multiple <laughs> orgasms. It's about it's multiple orgasms. It's about, is about it? reaching climax, yeah. Yeah, because also the structure of the song, it starts low and it builds and builds and builds and builds and, builds and then sustains itself for quite a long time at the end. It's Filthy Bee Gees who wrote it. I've never associated it like that before. Honestly, the lyrics are filth. And again, musically, they structured it like a big, massive orgasm. I suppose what you got, if you think of the Diana Ross video. Oh, yeah. She's walking. She keeps opening her fur coat like this. And there's fireworks behind her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a whole new appreciation for that song now. Okay, let's move on now um, <laughs> to, your, to your step two choice. Okay, I was really, I was, I was really torn with the step two choice between um, the "What the Future Holds" era and the scared of the uh, and the uh, tears on a dance floor era, um, but I think this just pips it. So released in March 2017, it was the lead single to "Tears on a Dance Floor," and it's "Scared of the Dark." Excellent, excellent, excellent. It's so camp and Mm -hmm. dramatic. Like the opening with the synths and the the strings and they're all like turning around in slow motion looking kind of, you know, mysterious and Mm. intense. It's amazing. But also, again, Lisa gets a whole verse to herself. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Your campaigning's worked. I think, does Lee not get almost like four lines? Yeah, he, get, he, he goes, goes to do the bridge with H. Where he goes mm. in your arms, in your arms, in your arms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he had somewhere else. Or is that another? Yeah. Song? I might be thinking of another song. I might be thinking of another song. He stood um, in for Lee, he stood in for Lisa on the Graham Norton show when they did uh, "Heartbreak in the City" with Michelle Visage leading yeah. her vocals, and he did really, really well. I really enjoy it, and the choreography is really good mm. as well. Yeah, I, it, that is of, of of a comeback. That is that is a banger of a comeback. Yeah, yeah. Is, mm. They could have come back with something really shit. But they didn't. No, they didn't. I really love that Scared of the Dark song. And I remember when it first came out, like, I, th- I thought to myself, probably 
didn't happen, but that they might get new fans from this. And I remember thinking it sounded much more like ABBA than anything mm. of theirs that I'd previously thought of, you know, because all the strings and how dramatic it sounded and all mm. that. I really like this new sound they've moved to. Like, they, they've, they've kind of leaned into the Scandi pop type vibe, mm. which I think mm. makes total sense for that, mm. where they came from. There's only, there's only one slight faux pas in the video, though. And that's where H is turning around and he's got that fart of fire. Yes, fire. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, I remember that from the hearsay days. <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't understand. What is, the, what is the fart of fire? It's, well, the thing is, he's turning round and it's flames behind him, but at least yes. he's just turning around and go, yeah. and it's just like this flame behind. <laughs> oh, I also love Scared of the Dark because it's a song I can actually sing comfortably within my own range. Oh, so, oh yeah. that always helps. Yeah. It does help, yeah. Prove it. No, because I've got congestion. Oh, that's oh, really old. Oh, no, likely story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warmed up. Oh, Do you need to yeah. travel on someone's private jet to get here instead of using the bus? <laughs> <laughs> so, good choices so far. Let's have your step away choice. My step away is the second single from an absolute banger of an album, actually. It's an album with two halves, but it is all pretty good. Uh, and it was released in September 2003. And it's again from our patron saint, Lisa Scott Lee, Too Far Gone. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, it's really fun. good. It's really well. It's it's good when you, he's not singing it. He's um, <laughs> I chose it because it's really derivative of early noughties pop dance music, but it's a good song, and she's great in it. Um, and it went to number eight in the UK chart, so another top ten hit for Lisa. Had that been the one, she wouldn't have quit music. Oh, Lisa. Yeah. yeah. She didn't quit music. Though. No, she didn't really. But she's got a songwriting credit on it, you know. So, you know, our queen there. She wrote the whole words. Yeah. 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 She wrote, she, yeah. What, what did they say? Change your change word, get 25% or something. Oh. Change your word, take a third. That's yeah. it. Oh, oh. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the, her first two solo singles were incredibly bang-tastic. Um, <laughs> Is that a word? It is. It is now. It is now. And she's had a big hit album from those two. She should. And I've just got my, I actually got my fact wrong. It was number 11 in the UK singles Mm. charts, not number eight. Mm. But the album, Never An Out, half of it is full of absolute great Mm. naughty pop bangers. The other half, it's kind of like she wants to be sort of bits of kind of like rock chick. And they're all right. The, the songs think, okay. I think those were the later, the, the later songs that she recorded. Did you know? Because that album yeah. was originally going to be called Unleashed. Oh, was it, it was going to be released oh. just shortly after, around about the time of Too Far Gone. And then it was like years and years later they released it and called it Never or Now, almost as if to say, if we don't release this album now, mm-hmm. it will never be released. True. The album got cancelled when Electric didn't do too well and all this yeah. material was just sitting there shelved. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of it being called Lisa Scott Lee Unleashed. 
It sounds a bit unleashed. Because she was on a leash before and now she's got she freedom. Was. Yeah. I think she released the correct singles, though. Mm, I, definitely. Yeah, she she unleashed the correct singles, yes. Mm. Little something that you might not know, actually. Um, from the album Never or Now, there was a track called Back in Time, which was covered by Angel City. Oh, oh, oh no, I like that. I, I, know, I know the song back in time. Yeah. I didn't know it was cover. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize. I didn't know who covered it. I knew that they both recorded it. I, I wondered whether Lisa's was the cover or Angel Setti's was the cover. Yeah, Lisa was a co-writer of it. Oh, oh interesting! Oh. Wow, a third of those royalties is on the Angel City <laughs> version. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair to Steps, they did start kind of co-writing quite a lot of like on the Buzz album. They all had quite a lot of writing credits. So yeah, I kind of kind of wish they'd go they they'd do that a little bit more now with their new stuff. But mm. maybe maybe they can't be bothered. I, I Steps don't know. Steps' next single. Why were you on Britney's plane? <laughs> I think they've said in an interview. You know, there's so many great songs around that can be written for them. That mm. why it's not their it's not their forte. No, why give it's why, not something they want to do. Yeah, um, what was uh, what what the future holds was written by Sia, wasn't it? And she, yeah. she wrote it yes. with them in mind and wanting to yeah. write a song for Steps. And obviously, yeah. it's it's a big deal to have a song written by Sia mm. and she's one of the yeah. in the industry. Mm. Well, thank you for those choices, Simon. They're very interesting. Um, before we have a break, shall we just have a little readout of some? That sounded really patronising. Have a little readout of some. <laughs> of the things our followers have said. Um, uh, so, Because the, obviously this has been a very popular topic of people wanting to tell us what their favourite steps things are. So we'll, we'll do Twitter in part one and then we'll do Facebook in, in part two. So who, who would like to read out? I have shared my screen with you. Um, somebody go for the first one. This is from Jerome Glassman. At Jerome Glassman, his step one track is One for Sorrow. Step mm-hmm. two, Something in Your Eyes, which mm-hmm. somebody has already said. And the solo track is All Out of Love by Sinclair. Some bangers mm-hmm. there. Yes, good choices. Next one, say Cameron P or at John Edwin Gould one. His step one track is Here and Now. Banger. Mm-hmm. Good one. Good one. The step two is what the future holds. Banger. And the solo or step away is H and Claire all out of love. Oh, very good. Nice. Lots oh. of love for all out of love. Yeah. I'll, go for, yeah. I'll go for the, I'll do the third. It's Victoriana at Victoriana 1990. Uh, her step one or their step one is one for sorrow. Uh, banger. Um, step two is scared of the dark. Yes. Step solo step away was Lisa Scott Lee too far gone Victoriana a person after my own heart Mm. I'll do this next one shall I so we've got PJ that's me at Paul Cullen dub Um, his step one choice is love's got a hold of my heart my heart heart." (laughs) Uh, step two is also what the future holds and his step three is a song by the Queen of the Huns. And it is, <laughs> it is electric. I'm electric. I love how she's I love how she's just referred to Queen of the Huns. As Queen of the yeah. Huns. She is. Derek Fullerton at Dex Step one, lasting on my mind. Brilliant. Step two, story of a heart. Love it. It's very mm. Abba. And step away, H and Close, too close to tears. Oh, Don't thanks, Dick. Okay, the next one is L, which is at Lost Tastique, which is my other half. Mm. Oh. Um, oh. 
he is a major he has a major boner for steps really. oh is he really oh my god it's literally you should have asked him come on <sighs> yeah you should have got him as a guest steps expert <sighs> steps so, you know what Lee that's so selfish of you I don't care he's like this is some time I get away from my other half <laughs> <laughs> I have no time <laughs> classic steps summer of love Love it. Yeah. New steps, something in your eyes. Yes. Love it. Um, yeah. And solo era, all out of love. I've not heard this song. Is it all out of love as in, I'm all out of love? No. no. Let's just put it on hold, because that might be somebody's choice, Paul. Shut up. <laughs> last, one. <laughs> last one from, from, from Twitter. Who's going to read that last one out from Twitter? I'll read it out. So this is from Steve, and this is from at MLBC Fan Ireland. Not Fanny Island. Not Fanny Island. Does Paul? <laughs> Just look like Fanny Island. A few episodes ago. <laughs> we love Steve. Anyway, step one is you'll be sorry. That, that's a great choice. Step mm-hmm. two, what love the future it. holds. Also a great love choice. It. And the solo is DJ. Also a great choice. Yes. All love three it. choices are great. They yeah, are. They are. Yeah. Well, my little stepsters, I think it's time that we treated ourselves to a little comfort break. I don't know about you, Zla, but these colots are proper chafing me gunt. Join us. (laughs) 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 It's the truth. (laughs) Join us in part two, where we will hear the choices of the remaining pop gays of a certain age. You could say we will see what the future holds. Ooh. Ooh. 